Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. School back in on uh, Monday. Stephen Lecce popped out of his uh, little groundhog hole, or wherever he's been hiding. <laughs> Did he see a shadow? We don't know. Uh, I don't know. Did we see a tan? That's what we're more <laughs> concerned about. Was he traveling? Six more weeks of online learning. Um, kids are going back to school on Monday, and as we know, they're not going to be letting parents know necessarily if somebody uh, tests positive. So if a kid goes to school with the sniffles or whatever, they're going to send them home. And then, of course, the entire family has to uh, stay home for five days, right? Is that the deal? Yeah, if they have uh, a couple of the big symptoms of COVID, if they're showing those at school or uh, a combined couple of the smaller ones, so sniffles and cough, and uh, then they'll send them home. If they have a fever, they'll send them home right away with a PCR test. So uh, your boys go back in on Monday. I'm saying you're home and down by Thursday. Here's what. Here's my, I, I, if we're going to do some betting. Let's right. do I'll say you're down and out by Thursday. Okay. Because because somebody will come home with the sniffles because that's just what kids have right. all the time. Uh-huh. And then you'll, so that'll be great for you because it'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You'll, okay. get, you'll get a five-day, like a extended weekend. Yes. Then I think you'll pull this stunt every other week. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for the remainder of uh, COVID, we'll have Lucky in here yeah. one week a month. Well, listen, absenteeism has been a problem already in, in several businesses. Mm. Uh, listen, uh, as a parent, um, you know, some takeaways from yesterday. Uh, one of them, happy to see that they're going to hand out a couple of rapid tests, uh, you know, to parents. or to Every kid's going to get two rapid tests. So at mm. least you have a chance uh, if you are... You know, wake up. You're supposed to fill out basically a, a criteria, uh, a self-assessment before the kids go to school in the right. morning. If they don't pass that self-assessment, you give them uh, what a, a rapid test. You stay home, test again in 24 hours. If they're negative both times, they can go back to school. That's the the format that they're they're going to bring. Boy, this plays right into children, though, eh? Because how often, like, we all did it as kids. Oh, I don't feel so good right. today, Mommy. I don't want to go to school. Well, yeah, I better you better rapid test me. And yeah. You get a negative one, and then you got to, that's a day you're off, and then another negative one, and, and, and then you run out of rapid tests. Mm-hmm. The, the, what they didn't answer is what happens when you use those two rapid tests. Right, and they'll um, be done in the week it one. It could be done in week one or week two, right? The the, the biggest one is, is this whole idea that they're not going to be reporting cases anymore. Mm. Uh, and I don't know where this 30% threshold came, but it seems pretty ridiculous. Like, they've set the bar very low. Like, you know, if there's a 1,000 kids in your school mm. uh, and, and, and staff, it means they're not going to tell you anything until there's 300 cases mm. happening in that school. I get it. There's going to be a lot of cases, uh, and so it might be tough to send home individual classrooms or, or uh, to say, hey, this kid's staying home or, or five kids are off today because of uh, COVID and, and let you know that before your kid goes to school. But, I mean, we reported cases of lice before, mm. you know, and, you know, and I, I would have wanted to know before all of this, you know, if three kids in my kid's class were all puking for mm. some reason, I would like to have been told uh, and so if this is the case today where, where, you know, if my kid comes home and says, hey, there are only six kids in class today, uh, and, you know, you're going to go, what, why the hell was that? Mm-hmm. And what happened? Right? It's, it's, it just seems very odd. They're going to ask principals to keep track of how many students are there, aren't there, are there, like absenteeism, and send that number to the ministry. Mm. And I guess they're going to put that up into an online thing. But you're not going to get any notification of, you know, whether it's your class or whether it's, um, you know, your your school, I guess, that 
is reporting these problems, you're probably just going to see a number overall in the product. So what do you think? I'm calling for Thursday next week. What, what are you calling for? <laughs> well, Thursday. Well, by well, what day I are mean, you I'll done? see around golf season, I would think. <laughs> I have uh, mentioned many times that at this stage of the pandemic and COVID, any time the conversation comes up, uh, off of the air, you know, outside of doing the radio show. Right. Once the mics are off or any time in my personal life, any time the topic comes up, my eyes roll into the back of my head and my head spins like the girl in The Exorcist. I start vomiting pea soup. Maybe I've got COVID. <laughs> uh, I just cannot and refuse to spend any time on it at all uh, outside of doing this show. And I love uh, what this bar is doing in Ireland. There's a bar called the Alt Bar, which doesn't want to hear anything about the pandemic. They do not want your thoughts. And they have a COVID fine jar, like a curse jar. Every time someone mentions COVID, they have to drop two euros in, which is roughly about two bucks. Wow. All right. All money received is donated to a local charity. Okay. Yeah. I know there are some like barbershops, hairdressers, other places that have signs up that say there will be no discussion of the pandemic here. Right. Because, of course, in a bar or a hairdresser or whatever, a you're, you're yeah. going to get opposing sides. And before you know it, a fight breaks out. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, that, I'm at that stage. You, do you still, I know you do spend a lot of time reading and talking well, about I, it. And, yeah, I, I tend, tend to, to follow press conferences and, 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 and reading as much as I can on both sides. And because and, and, it's part of the job of what we have to do here and outside of that. No, I don't have a lot of discussions about it, to be honest. No? Well, there's not a lot of people to talk to. <laughs> not out and about. And Adrian's not speaking yeah, to you anymore. That's right. No, it's, it's not my favorite topic of conversation either. I can completely understand something like a barbershop. You think, you know, how many people you see a day and you're trying to make small talk with yeah. them. If it's the same conversation every time. Right. You know, hey, what do you think about all this? Like, oh, my goodness. I did Please, you know, let's go back to the Leafs losing. We're, yeah, to, we're, we're at the stage, right, where uh, talking about the Leafs or the weather seems exciting. Right. You know, boom, another cold day. You got that right, right. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> let's go on about that for four or five hours. There's a website called Cleveland.com, and they have decided that they wanted to uh, do a little research and uh, figure out which acts shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. Ones that should be kicked out. Ones that are already in. All right. That they think should be kicked to the curb. And they really kind of dug around. And they, they came up with a hundred that are in there that shouldn't be. Uh, they used an actual system that uh, took into account each artist's appearance on various lists, like Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time and their 500 Greatest Songs of All Time as well as the list of 1,001 albums you, you uh, must hear before you die, and the, rocks, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's own list of 500 songs that shape rock and roll. They also factored in every number one single that each act released and every 10 million albums they sold. And with that, they came up with 100 artists who should be out. And the Foo Fighters are on the list. Wow. They just, they barely got the seat warm. My goodness. Yeah. yeah now, look, uh, that's a tough one because the Foo Fighters are, they, they might not have had a lot of number one hits. Maybe their, a lot of their songs don't show up on these greatest songs or greatest albums, but they're a massive and probably the biggest rock act currently. So 
I think they deserve to be there when the Go-Go's are in there. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the Go-Go's show up on this list as a band that should be gone as well. Right. So the Doobie Brothers and uh, Stevie Nicks, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, I, I think I agree with this one. Def Leppard, they say, should be out. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I know they were huge. I just, on a personal note, I could never stand them. Might have been because I really liked this girl in high school. And she loved Def Leppard, and she had no interest in me. So I think I just begrudged them for that. Gotcha. You know, it's not their fault. Bon Jovi, there's another interesting... Because, uh, again, Bon Jovi, massive. And and I think they had, you know, uh, Living on a Prayer, probably, or uh, what was the uh, Ride Him Like a Cowboy tune. Um, yeah, they all, yeah. They all charted pretty high, if not number one, pretty close. The young Guns, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's... It, it's so arbitrary, though, like like how we feel about music and what's mm. the most influential songs. It all depends on your age group, too, right? Yeah, but I guess if they did this actual research, right, it's not them just saying, well, we don't like them, so they're out. Right. They, 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 they found that all these artists, like the Cars and the Moody Blues and Alice Cooper, Neil Diamond, like just not wow. having enough songs that are the greatest of all time or their albums aren't the greatest of all well, time. I mean, the only thing for Neil Diamond is, it, you know, some of his success is songs that he wrote for other people. That's right. That had massive success, That's right? right? Yep. Um, and, and perhaps they're saying as an artist on his own, he does he wouldn't qualify, but he would be in the songwriters mm. hall of fame. Some of them, I, I think, have had shorter careers uh, and or ones that were cut short by death, right? And, and so, you know, you know, maybe they're in there as perhaps a sentiment or, or or how they succeeded in the short time that they had. Richie Valens shows up on the list. That would be okay. A, yeah, that would be a perfect that. example of that. Yeah. In fact, Richie Valens, you know, you know, had he not died on the day the music died. Uh, you know that the, the famous way that in which he died mm. uh, was one of the elements. Also, that his songs had a second life after the movie La right. Bamba as well. Yeah, you know, and there's artists on the list like Bonnie Raitt, which is interesting because she she's one of those artists who has been around forever. I think she had uh, back in the '90s, maybe she had a, a successful album. She's released tons of music. Never really charted well or did well, but she's beloved within the music industry, right? Here's part of the problem with that, too, for me, is that, you know, you do this top 500 songs of all time, mm. right? Well, those need to change every now and Although then. Although they have. They've, they've, uh, Rolling Stone recently redid it, remember? And right. they had, like, uh, I know, but these rock, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has to oh, do that right. as well. Right. Right? Like, some, some need to, to fall out. Of that right. category, and new ones need to be added in. Right. You know, it can't be just a static top 500. And, you know, you look at the songs that they have in there. You know, the band has a couple with the night they drove old Dixie down and mm. the weight. And while well, they might be classics, there might be others that kind of move in to those categories mm-hmm. as well. Yep. You know, Aerosmith and Dream On. Aerosmith might even say, well, we've got other songs that <laughs> we, we would put ahead of that one. Yeah. Uh, in that category, I mean, there are classics for me. You know, yesterday by the Beatles, and uh, you know, God, God only knows by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, to me, enduring classics. But there are some that uh, a little I waver on. For me, it's Mambo Number Five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a Thursday morning, and many of us look at uh, Thursdays as being pretty exciting because, you know, you're one more day closer to the weekend. Uh, much closer. But this isn't good. Uh, when people were asked about their loving and they're getting the leg over, knocking the boots, 
Wednesdays and Thursdays were voted the worst days to have sex. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's the worst days or the least likely days to have sex? I think, I, well. Like, is there a bad day for it? Well, it's like even bad pizza. It's still good. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> but you're saying hump day isn't necessarily nope. a hump day. No. Nope. Actually, over half of people asked, and there was a thousand people asked by the adult toy company, Adam and Eve, uh, over half of people said they don't have a preference. Meaning, look, if if it's offered up, why yeah. aren't you going to take it? <laughs> what, are you going to say no? <laughs> <laughs> no, babe. No. <laughs> We've just done it five days in a row. Ozark's on. Take I, a break. Yeah. I can't keep going like this. Um, I, it doesn't say why people don't like Wednesdays and Thursdays. I'm going to assume it's middle of the week. It's not very sexy. You got work the next morning. Right. You know, there's things going on. Yeah. You need a show first. You need to. Yeah. Yeah. You led down that aisle. You got to lead up to it. The most popular day of the week to get some action is, of course, Saturday. Right. Friday is next. Probably because there's more booze involved. Yeah, Probably. Sunday is third. Uh, you would take sex on the Lord's Day over <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday. I'm sorry. I'm too busy, devoted to the man upstairs to is be. That, is that you what know, you tell Marie? Yes, I say not on Sundays. <laughs> not why God's my, watching. My love of the Lord is stronger than my love for you on this particular day. Yeah. Well, that she can't keep screaming his name <laughs> on that day. That's right. It's too much. Uh, this I thought is interesting is that so it's Saturday is the, mo- the the day we love it the most, right. then Fridays and Sundays, then Mondays and Tuesdays. Like you'd really think at the beginning of the week you'd be so depressed that it's the beginning of the right. week that you'd yeah. have no interest in that action. Huh. Maybe you're still trying to, to ride out successes from the weekend. Maybe. Like, hey, remember that little getaway I just took you on? Remember how great that was? <laughs> Payback time. <laughs> um they don't ask about times of day, like, are you an afternoon delight person or an evening person? Or right. Are you a... Again, mi- are you saying no? I, 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 can, I have to admit, <laughs> really? I'm, not, I'm not that big on the morning stuff. Okay. I like a fresh breath and uh, a clean atmosphere. <laughs> you know. And it's all too much first thing. Like, you're just coming around. You're just waking up. What? Now what? you want me to start. What are you, like a hibernating bear? Yeah. <laughs> Takes me around. You need to get up and have that long stretch I gotta, first. I got to have a. I got to have a lot of honey. Right. No, I just, uh, it's not, I like a little romance in my action. Well, and I, uh, I'm not a fan of the morning. You? Uh, well, I do admit uh, the emptying of the system <laughs> is, uh, is off-putting. Yes. And seems it tends to delay, right? Yes. It's like, oh, if, if you are in the mood to just roll over and get going, yeah. it's like, well, well, hang on a second. I gotta pee. <laughs> I gotta make sure I'm not peeing through this whole experience. Yeah. And then you're up. But the problem is, for me, I, I, one, I'm not saying no. Really? But the uh, what happened? Like if if you've got to get up and brush teeth and mm. shower, it, uh, by that point, most times the the mood and the opportunity is likely gone. I need all my loving to be like a Harlequin romance. I need to be swept away. <laughs> Does Fabio really need to be there? <laughs> I like him to be a part of it. <laughs> 
Uh, one of the people who invented Google Glass eyewear, remember this uh, invention? I think it kind of bombed, right? You, where you could have the glasses on and you could be right, doing and things. Looking at your screen. I think they're still working on it. I don't yeah. think it's, I think the price has been the prohibitive part for a lot of people too. Well, one of the people who invented the Google Glass eyewear is now working on a smart retainer that lets you text with your tongue. <laughs> It tracks how your tongue moves and figures out what you're saying, even if you just mouth the words. It could help people communicate in very loud environments or quiet places like libraries. Like, this is, this is where we're at now. We're too lazy to open our mouth and speak. Right. Well, and, and it's texting. Can't you just use your thumbs still? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you, well, that's the thing too. We're too we're, we're too lazy to do that. Yeah, so you got to yeah. talk to text, yeah. but I, well, I can't talk to text. So instead of using my thumbs, I'll use my tongue. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it'll give some people some practice right. down the road <laughs> for their activities with the tongue. <laughs> do the whole alphabet, babe. <laughs> delete, delete. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.